Welcome to the Gridiron Icon Podcast, where we tackle all things American football. Each week, we huddle with players, coaches, and fans at every level of the game to capture all the sights, sounds, and experiences of the gridiron. And now, fresh off the end of the bench, here's your host, Stacy Bauman. Welcome to this week at Gridiron Icon. It has been a busy week, lots to unpack in the football world. It's the week we've all been waiting for. Let's face it, college football started back on Saturday, actually before that, Thursday, Friday nights of last week. Friday Night Lights is back at the high school level as high school teams are firing up. And now this week, we have the official NFL kickoff. Couldn't be more excited for the 2021-2022 season. And it is finally here. In fact, people are probably very busy this week, either stockpiling the goodies or getting ready and doing those last-second fantasy football drafts, which is probably pretty likely. I have one myself later tonight. So this is the week we've all been waiting for. The NFL is back. And again, what an incredible week it's been. Over the last eight to nine days, we've seen a lot of cuts, a lot of available free agents. And that's what we want to focus on this week is just taking a look just about two days at the time of this recording prior to kickoff Thursday night with the Dallas Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, should I say, the Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, give them their dues, and that's Thursday night. But there's been a lot that's been happening, of course, most especially the roster cuts, and there were some shockers. And let's just start there this week. Probably the one that absolutely blew everyone away were the New England Patriots cutting Cam Newton. I don't think anybody saw that coming, although in hindsight, as you kind of look back on it, particularly in terms of the locker room and the team culture, when you're bringing in a rookie quarterback, it starts to make sense as to why they may have let Cam go and not kept him as a backup. But still a shock. We're talking about a guy that was an NFL most valuable players just a few years back, played in a Super Bowl, albeit not very well. It almost seems when you think about it that Cam was never the same after that play where Von Miller destroyed him, knocked the ball loose. It's, it's almost like things were just never quite the same for Cam Newton uh, in Carolina or even in New England as he really struggled last year with the Patriots. But still, I don't think anybody saw that Cam Newton was going to be out of a job going into kickoff Thursday night. And at the time of this recording, that is the case. Cam Newton is a free agent. The New England Patriots have handed the starting job over to Mac Jones, their first-round draft pick, a guy that slid and there was a lot of rumors around him at the NFL draft, particularly with the 49ers. And a guy that has looked really good in the NFL preseason. In 15 series, Mac Jones went 36 of 52 for 389 yards and a touchdown, no interceptions. Those are real nice numbers, even for the preseason, when you consider this kid as a rookie. And he just flat out beat out Cam Newton. In Cam's time, in seven series, granted it was half as much, which you start to see that the Patriots were really counting on Cam Newton winning that job and being the starter. He got less less time in the preseason with only seven starts. But in those seven starts, Newton went 14 of 21 for 162 yards with a touchdown and a pick. But along the way, the 
as is always seems to be the case with Cam Newton over the last few years, there's a little bit of controversy. There's the COVID situation where he was traveling and felt he could be tested wherever he was. That is not the case, according to NFL rules. And he missed time. And it opened the door for Mac Jones, a guy that a lot of people had really just dumped into the stereotypical Alabama Crimson Tide quarterback category. And again, let's all take a wait and see. Let's not start sizing up the gold jacket yet. But he has looked very, very good in preseason and like a a kid and a player that has taken command of that Josh Daniels offense. And for Belichick to move on from a veteran and a former NFL MVP and hand the reins to his team to a rookie quarterback says something. And this week there was a lot of chatter, a lot of rumors that Mac Jones had mastered the playbook in New England or that he was on his way to mastering the playbook and Cam Newton had not. In fact, former players were coming out and saying that Mac Jones was literally teaching Cam Newton the playbook, which if true, and again, let's underline if, although it comes from reliable sources, former Patriots linebacker and player, that's still shocking. And it certainly shines a light, if you will, on why they may have moved off of Cam Newton moving into this season coupled with the play in the preseason, coupled with the Cam's lack of availability due to the COVID situation, it opened the door for Mac Jones. Mind blower. Absolute mind blower. Cam Newton is out of work. So it really begs the question going into this season, if Cam Newton's career is over at this point, or it's it's certainly at a crossroads. It's not where it was during his MVP years in Carolina during the Super Bowl season. He's definitely at a crossroads in his career, but you have to wonder where does the career go at this point? Is he looking at being a backup on several teams? Is his career over? It's well documented that Cam Newton has interests outside of football. He's a big fashion guy. We've all seen the press conferences with the high-end fashion looks that are unlike anybody else's. Does this spill the end for Cam? Does he want to play football? Reports last year were that he was in fantastic shape, that he'd been working hard at the craft. But now you're starting to hear rumors that he didn't know the playbook and he was beat out by a rookie. He was beat out by a rookie in New England, a kid that has not taken a snap in the NFL outside of preseason. So it really does, or it's reasonable rather, to ask the question if Cam Newton has seen his last time as a starter in the NFL if this moves him into more of that career backup type role where he goes to a team as a backup or he bounces around to several teams as a backup, does he sit it out and wait for a quarterback injury in the first few weeks of the season? And and really, if so, where? Where would we see Cam Newton landing if there was interest? I took a stab at some places that I think may have an interest in Cam Newton but to be candid, it's primarily in a backup role. As a starter, those positions just don't exist. 32 teams, despite the famous quote he had in the offseason that he doesn't think there's 32 better quarterbacks in the NFL than him, which may or may not be valid if you start to, to click down each roster. Nonetheless, the the perennial or or all-time GOAT, if you will, at, at coach, as many people feel, arguably, <laughs> allegedly, did not think that he was the guy to run his team this year. So 
where are some possibilities for Cam Newton? And what what is the likelihood that he'd be a starter? I say nil. I'm looking at some of these rosters, and I took a closer look at some of the teams that may have an interest in him, but almost exclusively at a backup role or in the event of an injury. I immediately ruled out the Washington football team under Coach Rivera. He had a shot at Cam when he went over there at head coach to bring him in as his quarterback, and he declined. I don't think the Washington football team, despite the fact that they've got Fitzpatrick and Taylor Heineke at backup, are an option for Cam Newton this season. I don't see it. Not under Coach Rivera. So I immediately crossed them off my list. A team in that division, the NFC East, however, I think you could make a strong argument for Cam Newton as a good or better option at backup quarterback, and that team is the Dallas Cowboys. Now, it's been well stated we know Dak Prescott is coming off a very, very serious injury. He got paid. He secured the bag in the offseason. So we know that Dallas is, at least on paper and lots of paper, have committed to him as their starting quarterback, their franchise quarterback for many years. But take a look at the roster behind him in the event Dak gets hurt. You're looking at Cooper Rush, who built, beat out, excuse me, Ben DiNucci and Gilbert Garrett for the backup job. And then over the past few days, they went out and picked up Will Greer, who was let go by Carolina. So you're literally looking at a quarterback room that features Dak Prescott, Cooper Rush, and Will Greer. That's scary, considering where Dak is from a health standpoint. He says he's ready to go for Thursday night's game. We're all planning on seeing him. But let's face it, he's coming off a big injury. Does it make sense to bring in someone like Cam Newton, plug him into that backup spot, give that room some much-needed experience and some confidence in the event that Dak goes down? You'd almost see where Cam would fit in that offense, too. I think most people feel that Cam, uh, this guy included, is not the most accurate passer at this stage in his career. He's had the injuries uh, to shoulders. And when you look at that room, uh, or that offense, rather, excuse me, you're looking at a guy that could still run the ball. He could. He's still very athletic. He is very, very far from inept at quarterback. Let's be honest. He ran the Patriots last year. He is a former MVP. But you could see him maybe in a backup role with the Dallas Cowboys in the event that Dak Prescott goes down. You've still got Zeke. You've got a really, really strong, young, wide-receiving core in Dallas with Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup. So that offense... In the event that Dak goes down, and let's all pray that doesn't happen, nobody wants to see the Cowboys playing with backups. Whether you love them or you hate them, whether they're America's team or your team, we want the best of the best. So let's hope that doesn't happen for Dak, who's also a really good guy. But if it were, Cam Newton's available. And it seems to make sense for the Dallas Cowboys to pick up the phone and see what kind of interest or what it would take to bring Cam Newton in as a backup if he's willing to play in that role. And that's a big if. Got to be a lot of humble pie to swallow when you go from a league MVP and the starter on the New England Patriots to no work and the job offers you're getting at this point are in a backup role. But I think Cam might be ready for that. I think looking at him and some of the things he said, he's he's had his share of adversity. He's overcome it. 
between car accidents and this COVID thing and being let go in Carolina. I think he may be a perfect fit for the Dallas Cowboys as their second string quarterback. And that is by far an upgrade over Cooper Rush and Will Greer. So if you're the Cowboys, pick up the phone. Cam Newton's available. I think that that, when looking over these rosters, was my number one spot for Cam Newton to land as a backup. The other one that really caught my eye looking at post cuts, several rosters, and quarterback rooms was the Minnesota Vikings. This doesn't seem like a fit per se in that offense. Again, you've got dynamic playmaker, playmakers, excuse me, and Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen. You have Dalvin Cook, arguably the best pure runner at the running back position in the NFL. But imagine if Kirk Cousins goes down. His backup currently on the depth chart is Kellen Mon, a rookie, and who did not, I might add, have a very good preseason run. He did not look good. Now let's let's hold off calling him a bust of a pick or a guy that can't play in the NFL. He's a rookie, but he didn't look good, not in the preseason. So again, if Kirk Cousins goes down, you're going to hand the reins to the Minnesota Vikings over to Kellen Mott? I think if you're Mike Zimmer, you're picking up that phone and at least checking in on Cam Newton. He would be a fit. They'd have to change the offense a bit to accommodate his style versus a more pure pocket passer, if you will, in Kirk Cousins. But he's certainly an upgrade in the quarterback room when you consider it goes Kirk Cousins, who, by the way, is unvaccinated. We've all seen the, cate- the uh, controversy rather surrounding that because, let's face it, availability is 99% of the job at quarterback if he's not there. You've got to hand the reins to this machine over to Kellen Mond. It doesn't make sense. You've got to pick up the phone and you've got to take a look at Cam Newton. You've got to take a look and see if it makes some sense to bring him into that quarterback room. And the Vikings aren't far. They seem to be one of those teams that if you're a diehard Viking fan, it's painful. You've got all these pieces. They never seem to gel at the right time. And there's, of course, been nothing but a love-hate narrative around Kirk Cousins since he came to Minnesota. But again, if you're looking to upgrade your team and anything were to happen to Kirk, Cam Newton is certainly a good option as a backup, changing the offense up a bit. You've got a good veteran presence. You've got great skill players. I think that Mike Zimmer should jump on the phone. My first spot would be the Dallas Cowboys. My second spot would be the Minnesota Vikings. My next spot is almost goes without saying as a possible landing spot for Cam. I just don't know based on the narrative surrounding this team and this organization right now whether Cam would even remotely consider it. But you've got to take a look at the Houston Texans. Right now, Tyrod Taylor, who, by the way, is a talented guy, good leader, good teammate, but is he a franchise quarterback at this stage in his career? I think we know the answer to that, but he's slated on the depth chart as the starter. And, of course, Deshaun Watson is still the biggest enigma walking into this football season that we've seen in recent years. The legal problems are still very real. They're very unresolved. He is currently listed as the third string quarterback on the Houston Texans on their depth chart. So they clearly have no plans on playing him. The rumors have flown that they are waiting for the very best trade scenario or trade offer one that includes three number one picks. 
which I think is complete insanity, even for Deshaun Watson at this stage, certainly with a bizarre, unresolved legal cloud hanging over his head. So now if something happens to Tyrod Taylor, and might we add, it did when he was with the Chargers, when he went in to get a pain injection and punctured a lung, opening the way for this kid called Justin Herbert to become rookie of the year. So injuries can happen in the most bizarre of ways. But the Texans quarterback room now consists of Tyrod Taylor as the starter, Davis Mills as a backup. And then you've got Deshaun Watson, who is clearly not going to play football this year, at least by the looks of it right now. Houston has been extremely quiet. He's not being made available to the press for obvious reasons, probably his lawyer being number one. But he's not going to play football, despite being one of the top five to eight quarterbacks in the league, talent-wise, over the next few years. So you got Tyrod Taylor and you got Davis Mills. Pick up the phone and place a call to Cam Newton. You could see we're adding Cam Newton to that locker room, despite the fact that everybody already believes it's a bit dysfunctional with what's going on with Deshaun, is still an upgrade at the quarterback position to Davis Mills. And certainly it's a style that's somewhat similar to what Tyrod Taylor does in terms of athleticism. He moves well without the ball. He's got a powerful arm. He can keep plays alive with his feet. You got to believe the Houston Texans are doing their due diligence, excuse me, and picking up the phone and taking a look at Cam Newton. He'd be an upgrade in that quarterback room, no matter how you size it up. So that would be my third spot. I came in with a dark horse looking at the QB rooms around the league as a fourth spot. And this is a team that I think is set to challenge in the AFC. I think we saw it last year. They fell short. But man, when you look at their weapons on offense, you could just see where somebody like Cam Newton could fit again as a backup, not as the starter. And that team is the Tennessee Titans. They have everything you'd need. They've got the running game with King Henry. They've got what I think is the biggest wide receiver room in the NFL with Brown, Josh Reynolds, who they picked up from the Rams. And then, of course, the guy we've all come to know as Julio, Mr. Jones. They, they almost look like a, a set of power forwards or an NBA starting lineup. That wide receiver room is big. Why not add a big backup quarterback in the event? And again, no one is hoping for this kind of stuff. But in the event that Ryan Tannehill goes down, he gets injured. Right now, the backup to Ryan Tannehill is Logan Woodside. No disrespect to Logan. We'd love to have him on and interview him and talk to him. But you can see that that quarterback room is not deep, even with Logan and all that he's bringing to the table. Why not pick up the phone and look into Cam Newton if you're Mike Vrabel in Tennessee. It's at least worth a conversation. Ryan Tannehill isn't the youngest quarterback in the league anymore. He's also fairly mobile. We all know that he started as a receiver in college, moved to the quarterback position. He can run. God forbid he get hit or hurt, and then you've got to turn the reins over to that well-oiled machine in Tennessee, which was so close last year. It wasn't the offense that kept them out of a deeper run into the playoffs. It was really the defense, which they've addressed in the offseason. So if you're the Tennessee Titans organization, you want to pick up the phone and shoot a call to Cam Newton. What does it look like to bring him in as a backup quarterback in Tennessee? 
make him part of that quarterback room. God forbid anything again happen to Tannehill because they're so close as a team. But if it did, you've got a big, strong, athletic former MVP who, for the most part, is a blue collar athletic quarterback, not unlike Tannehill. Maybe not the best pure passer, but Cam Newton can move the ball. And man, if, if nothing else, you're looking at the Tennessee Titans thinking, man, you've got a starting five lineup for the NBA. They should do some charity events. Imagine Cam Newton, King Henry, Julio Jones, A.J. Brown, and Josh Reynolds. Good grief, man. That is a big set of skill position players. <laughs> so Mike Brable, if you're listening, man, pick up the phone. Find out if Cam Newton wants to come in and back up Ryan Tannehill, add a little different element, maybe even mix him into that offense a little bit uh, if he were to make it so. So we're officially on that play now. We're on a f- the official Cam Newton watch. Where is he going to land? Or is he going to land? Again, maybe he's done with football. Would anybody be surprised if Cam Newton said, you know what, I've got a bunch of interests. I think I'm going to call it right here. I'm going to call it a day. But if not, there's some potential landing spots. So we're going to be watching this closely. I think that was the most shocking cut that we saw. I don't think anybody saw that coming. I don't think anyone would have been shocked if he came in as a backup to Mac Jones and the Patriots kept him on the squad. But to outright cut him was a little surprising until you get some hindsight. And then you realize, man, Cam Newton's personality is big. It's a big personality. Having him in that locker room as a backup for a rookie Belichick might have taken a look at that and said, yeah, I'm not going to go that route. We're going to start fresh. We're going to hit the the post-Tom Brady reboot right here. And I think with some hindsight, that starts to make some sense. But there were some other surprising cuts, just switching gears here, taking a look at some other guys that really blew my mind in terms of cuts. Uh, the big big one for me was Tyrell Crosby, the tackle from the Detroit Lions. Again, not so much that he was cut uh, but, or not so, not so much that he wasn't a starter, excuse me, but that he was cut. I mean, he's a swing tackle. He's not without talent. He was a star at the University of Oregon, picked in the fifth round in 2018. He started 11 games at right tackle for the Lions last season. And it just seems strange that the Lions would outright cut him. Even stranger that he hasn't found a team at the time of this recording when we're in a league that's so offensive line hungry right now in terms of talent. It gets even weirder when you take a look at the preseason that Panay Sewell has had for the Detroit Lions. He has not had a great start at the right tackle position for the Lions uh, during the games that he's played. He has gotten real low grades. He has struggled. And there's some that are even calling him a bus already. I th- I'm going to hold back on that, that, that maybe he's more of a guard. But it's surprising that they would just let Tyrell Crosby go. Again, you have to wonder if this is part of a cultural thing in the locker room, that they don't want the former starter uh, from that position dangling around or hanging around the locker room when you've got a rookie that's trying to learn the position. And want to know, too, that Panay Sewell played left tackle at Oregon. So he's playing in a new position. He took a year off from COVID. So he's playing his first game action in almost a year so we're holding off on any kind of bus status with Panay Sewell. But even more surprising that you've got a guy with experience and a guy who came from the same college, and you just cut him loose, send him out to the waiver wire and waiver wire into Raul Crosby. So taking a close look at that, that was a surprising cut for me. Another one that, again, we don't have any insight on at this point, 
but didn't see it coming was the abrupt retirement of Malcolm Butler, the coroner in Arizona. Now, all we know is that there's personal reasons behind it. We're not even going to try to guess what that is. Wishing him the best. Uh, certainly a Super Bowl hero with his interception of Russell Wilson a few years back in the Super Bowl to lock up that win again for Tom Brady. <laughs> but still surprising to see him at 31 just abruptly retire. And it'll be interesting to see if that sticks. He, of course, would be the property of the Arizona Cardinals. He came over from the Tennessee Titans last year after four interceptions with them. Uh, we'll we'll take a look at that one, but a little bit surprising. Staying in the defensive backfield in terms of cuts, another big surprise was Desmond Trufant with the Bears. To see him cut just five years removed from Pro Bowl status, or all uh, Pro Bowl status, excuse me, right? And to see him let go after a fairly solid preseason in camp was a little bit surprising. Of course, at the time of this recording, he has already signed a deal with the New Orleans Saints. So they have went out and grabbed him, but didn't see that coming with the Chicago Bears. And then I think in one of the weirdest <laughs> stories during cut week, the Detroit Lions decided to just jettison both of their kickers and for several days had absolutely no kicker on their roster. <laughs> Must have been a real interesting special teams room there for the Detroit Lions. Since then, they've grabbed the former Cincinnati Bengal, Austin Siebert, off waivers and have signed him as their kicker. But it's not every day that you see a coach say, yeah, we've been through all the camp, we've been through all the preseason. I think we're going to hit the eject button on both of these kickers. <laughs> and they had to go out and grab somebody off waivers. So congratulations, Austin Siebert. Sorry to the two guys that were launched by Detroit. But uh, Dan Campbell out there in Detroit is taking no prisoners in 2021, 2022. He is sticking to his personality and his plan and he didn't like his kickers and they were gone. It was an interesting move for a few days and was a top story there in the NFL. And finally, my last one uh, in terms of surprises, and there were several, but these were my top five was the Philadelphia Eagles parting ways with Travis Fulgham, who was their leading receiver last year. Uh, he was the Giants' sixth-round pick in 2019. He came over to Philadelphia, led them in receiving, caught 29 passes for 434, 435 yards and four touchdowns over a five-game span that really seemed to solidify his value in that receiver room with Philadelphia, but not so. They actually cut him, and then within the allotted time, they brought him back and signed him to the practice squad. But it was a little surprising that the Eagles would move off a guy that had that kind of experience and led their team in receptions during a really rough year last year. Of course, they brought in Devontae Smith, the Heisman winner from Alabama, who is going to be an outstanding route runner. Still, you you could have seen a world where Fulgham played in the number two or number three slot. Not so. He is now on the practice squad. So those were some of the most surprising cuts from cut week. And we've really wanted to do an entire show just kind of walking through what some of the repercussions were with that, some of the big names, and how it impacted those teams. But I think the Cam Newton thing just shot that thing down and just became a top story. It's just not often that you see someone who was a starter the following year, a former MVP, a former Super Bowl quarterback, let go like that just so suddenly not even to be kept in the backup role. But some surprising cuts, as there always are, always are 
uh, after, during that week in the NFL season. I think what's interesting too to take a look at are some of the names still available in free agency just 48 hours from kickoff the NFL season. And some of these names, granted, you know, football's a tough game. We all know you've got a, you know, on average a two to three year shelf life as an average football player. So that's why when you see somebody like a Tom Brady, who's 20 plus years in the NFL, it's such an incredible accomplishment because it's just not a game that has a lot of long lasting, long, long careers attached to it. But some of the names that are still sitting out there available in free agency are a shocker. One of the ones that I find most industry interesting, and for all the biased reasons you would expect as a Rams fan, is Todd Gurley. Absolutely hate how this career has ended up, and I'm really, really rooting for Todd to connect with a team. Get on a team. He's got a lot to offer, particularly in the red zone. He's been stellar inside the red zone, particularly at scoring touchdowns during his career, but he's still just 27 years old, but without a team, 48 hours before kickoff. And that sucks. That just sucks. Good guy, good community guy, incredible talent. And his body has clearly betrayed him a little bit, his knees. So it looks like he is still available and it'll be interesting to see where he may latch on. He's had some conversations, the rumor mill at least, is that he's had conversations with the Ravens and the Detroit Lions at different times during the offseason. So, uh, the you know, the Ravens just lost J.K. Dobbins, was really looking to see if they would bring in Todd to back up Gus Williams uh, and some of the guys up there in Baltimore. So I'm keeping an eye on that. Also surprising to see Adrian Peterson, despite his age, 36 years old, still available, still uh, Looked like a very, very serviceable, strong, solid back in Washington over his time there, but still out there. And then again, in one of the weirdest stories in recent years, Le'Veon Bell. What a strange story. Tried to hold out to get that money, which might I add is understandable. These three names, Todd Gurley, Adrian Peterson, Le'Veon Bell. These are young. Of course, Peterson was at one point. He's older now. Young running backs, Bell is 29, Gurley's 27. You can see why running backs want to lock in that second contract the way they do. Who would have guessed three, four years ago that Todd Gurley and Le'Veon Bell would not have a home 48 hours before kickoff? But they're sitting out there, serviceable, strong running backs, still have something to give. This side of 30, unbelievable. So interesting free agent names still available. And then just to wrap it up, Three names that I think are big, and I'm a little bit surprised. One of them, not so much based on personal decisions, uh, and that one being Larry Fitzgerald, who says at this point in time, he's not interested in playing football right now. But if he came back, I think it's pretty obvious he would go to his lifelong team, the Arizona Cardinals. But as of right now, not playing football. Hasn't been in camp, hasn't played in preseason, hasn't shown any interest. But Larry Fitzgerald available. And then a couple of other names that are two guys that are not without controversy, but still have the talent to make NFL rosters that I'm a little surprised are still without homes. And that is Richard Sherman. Of course, a few weeks back, he had a lot of troubles and he's dealing with some personal stuff and we wish him the best. Good community guy, but a controversial guy. We like our controversial people too, is still available at corner. And then a guy that I'm a little surprised in this league, especially when you look at 
several teams that's still sitting out there is Golden Tate, the wide receiver, last with the Detroit Lions. And really interesting in Detroit, it might tell you something that they don't have the strongest wide receiver room right now for Jared Goff, but Golden Tate is not part of their team. Uh, he has openly stated that he's hoping to land somewhere like the Colts or the LA Rams, which man, that would be a crazy story considering him and Jalen Ramsey do not get along and are related by children. Um, and in the past have gotten into straight out brawls at midfield. So I, I'm really shocked Golden Tate wants to go there other than the fact that he'd like to reunite with Matt Stafford. So those are some big names. There's other ones. Olivia Vernon on the defensive side, although he's coming off the Achilles, is out there at 30 years old, came up with nine sacks in his last uh, full-time action. So there are some big names still available, including several offensive linemen, Mitchell Schwartz coming off an injury, Russell Okung. So in a league that's desperate for offensive linemen, it's a little surprising to see they haven't latched on. So be watching for that over the next few weeks. But that's really the biggest news over the last week as we gear up for last second fantasy football drafts and a kickoff with Tom Brady and Dak Prescott that I think all of us cannot wait to see. We certainly want to see Dak get back to full health. We want to see if the Buccaneers can make another run. I, I mean, it's scary to think that they haven't even been together, uh, but now a full year, they've won a Super Bowl without the kind of chemistry that two to three seasons together can bring. So really fun stuff to look forward to Thursday night. But taking a look at the Cam Newton story, taking a look at some of the surprising cuts and taking a look at some of the available free agent names, let us know what you think. What do you think of these cuts? Was there a cut that really shocked you? Tell us. You can follow us at gridironicon.com, on Instagram at gridiron underscore icon, and at Twitter at Icon Gridiron. So let us know what you think. We want to get some friction going. Let's get some arguments. We're at the end of the bar. The season is here. Let's talk some football. Thanks for following in the, following me, I should say, on this solo episode of Gridiron Icon. We'll be back to interviews sooner than later. But folks, kickoff is here. Enjoy the game Thursday night. We'll be back with some other late-breaking news regarding the podcast, guests, and other big surprises forthcoming. Thanks again for following us this week. And again, follow us at gridironicon.com and hit and subscribe. We always appreciate that. Thanks again, and good luck. We'll see you after the ball is kicked off the tee. Mm -hmm.